Good morning. Welcome to Ask the Expert, an award-winning daily live show from 8.30 a.m. to 9 a.m. to help small businesses. I am Jeremy Stern from Promo Veritas, and I'll be talking to you about prize promotions. If you have any questions, ask them in the comments of the live feed. But if you need more advice, more technical advice, join the official Intuit QuickBooks SMB community group on Facebook, and accountants and business experts are on hand 24-7. During the live session, we will be running a poll, so do engage with it, and at the end, I will reveal the results. And on the 3rd of March, you can attend the Intuit QuickBooks virtual event called QuickBooks Connect. This virtual event brings entrepreneurs, small business owners, and accountants together to grow, learn, and connect with each other. But now onto my topic, which is promotions, gaining sales, gaining consumers, improving engagement. So what makes me an expert? Why am I the one to answer questions today from you on the many topics relating to consumer promotions? Well, I've been on a journey, uh, highs and lows. Uh, I've spent my whole entire career in marketing, mainstream marketing with major brands. So I started off with Flora. Um, I worked on Kenko Coffee, which is now the number two coffee brand in the UK. I was marketing manager at Tesco, then marketing of phones uh, at BT before I then joined credit cards in the world of finance with MBNA and moving on to be European promotions manager for that monster company called Coca-Cola. Uh, my final major role was as European marketing director for Sega, the games car company, at a time when we had the Dreamcast, and that was a lesson and a half. And our first Christmas after launch, Sony slashed their price from the £200 where we were, and they were, to £69 quite a discount. Our Japanese leaders refused to allow us to drop the price, thinking that our product superiority would see us through the Christmas period. They got it wrong. We were completely trashed. Within six months, Japan had closed the business for the Dreamcast worldwide, and Mr. Miyake had tapped me on the shoulder and said, you are terminated. At which point I looked around and wondered what I would do. And one of the options that I considered was to set up my own business. And that is what I did 15 years ago. I had seen lots of other people running promotions and running them badly. So the winners of prize draws were picked not so fairly. Oh, no, they won last year. Put them back. Oh, they're Welsh. No, I'm not having them. Oh, they live too far away from the airport. Not a good way of running a legitimate business. Or competitions where you get 10,000 kids' paintings. And the winner is the guy that the kid that happens to be on top of the pile at the time when the judge walks by. There is no proper judging. And I just felt that there was a better way of doing things, better from a moral point of view and better to ensure that we were following and being compliant uh, with the uh, laws and regulations that affect the industry. Uh, and so that's what I wanted to do. Uh, and that's what I set up. Uh, and I created a business called Promo Veritas, which, called, which means truth in promotions. In the early days, all that I did from the back room of my house was basically to pick winners. So companies uh, that I approached would then send me uh, a database. Uh, this was before GDPR. Uh, I would select the winners randomly, securely, being the independent person, which is actually what the rules require, and then send them back the winner. That soon started to progress to say, Jeremy, can you actually sort out the winner? Can you check that they are over 18? Can you check that they're, they're the, the right, uh, that, that they are legitimate? Uh, and I would do that. Then can you send them the prize? Oh, can you even buy the prizes? 
And before I knew it, I started to expand the range of services uh, to the extent that now uh, we are a team of 40 people. Uh, we have a sales team, we have a client management team, we have an operations team, and we have a four-person strong in-house legal team with professionally qualified lawyers. Why? Because we're the guys that write those terms and conditions that you see. We're the guys that know the laws in England and the rest of the world. About 30% of our, of our business comes from overseas. Uh, so we've just completed a major project for Energizer, uh, 43 countries, uh, another one for Microsoft, 28 countries. Um, so we operate um, out of Pinner in North London, but on a global basis. So what do we actually do? Um, we make sure that anything that a brand wants to do is going to be A, the right thing for them at the right time for the right objective, and B, it's going to be right according to the law. Um, and so those are the main principles that we operate on. Um, compliance, fairness, and integrity. But for you, what do you need to know? You need to know what the basic techniques are. What is the right format for you? So the first thing that I would do uh, to save you a lot of time and money and effort is number one, think about your, what your objectives are. Because your objectives will determine which is the right mechanic. Imagine a whole set of options down here and a whole set of options down here. You can't just pick one and one. Uh, uh, some go with others uh, and some go with, with, with different ones. Uh, so it is a question of an appropriate mix and match. Pick the, right, pick the right technique for the right objective and basically half of your job is done. But let's look at the main techniques, the ones that you need to know. One, a prize draw. This is uh, a game of chance where people enter and the winner is selected purely at random. Purely at random. Uh, there should be no judging involved, no effort um, other than the, the process of entering. You can enter via phone, via text, via web, uh, via social media. And yes, we still do get old-fashioned post. Um, the, the selection is uh, clean, simple, it's low cost to operate and can be quite engaging. Uh, if you're going to run it over a period of time, we recommend that you break it up into weekly draws if you've got the budget. So a three-month campaign, uh, and then you would have 12 weekly winners. That way, after the first week, you can merchandise, you can promote the fact you've had a winner on the first week. So it's a good idea to enter for the second, third, and fourth because it adds legitimacy. The second technique is a competition. Do not get confused with what you see on ITV every morning. They call their stuff a competition. It's not a competition. There is no skill. There is no judgment. That is what is required. Um, and so what we... Uh, we'll do for that is ask a question, a fact-based question, and make sure there's a definitive answer. You don't want woolly ones. Or you then go for a judgment one, which is, I want to win a holiday because, in less than 20 words, or a photo competition, or a drawing competition, or a recipe idea. And then you will uh, maybe get 5,000 entries, and then you have the task of judging them. But that's fine. That's exactly what we do all the time. Um, but that can be quite time consuming and is a bit, a bit costly. However, competitions are a great way of engaging the consumer in your brand because they have to think about your brand. If it's a recipe, they've got to go and buy the product. They've got to look at it. Uh, they've got to try it out. If it's a phrase, they'll be thinking about the words that relate to that brand. Um, and so that they are more engaging. The third area is instant wins. Instant wins is like Willy Wonka. All right, golden tickets in pack. They're still popular. Um, they still can be quite engaging. So we ourselves uh, are involved in 
this campaign, which is the Cadbury Creme. Uh, some of my team literally today are out on the streets. Um, I won't, can't tell you where, with these special egg, eggs that have a golden ticket wrapped inside them. And if you find them, you will win prizes of £100, £500, £5,000. Uh, just yesterday, um, I had to pay out £11,000 in cash prizes to winners uh, from the uh, previous few weeks. Um, so that's a, a, an example of a Willy Wonka. Uh, but you can do it in different ways. So one of the ways that we did it for Dairy Lee was this. Does your pack move? And then the, uh, the consumer will buy in the shops. This pack is the same weight, the same feel, but inside is a light-activated sound chip, um, which I've turned off now to avoid uh, disturbing you. But effectively, when it hits the light, that will then trigger a noise. Congratulations, you're a winner. And then there's a process for claiming with a unique number and a phone number that will get you straight in and you've won £10,000. So there are fun ways of doing it. Or another fun one that we did was, would you like an ice cream? We made 700 of these. And if you found one of these particular ones, you won a Vespa, Vespa scooter. That was the fake. And then inside was the actual key to the Vespa scooter that you would win. But for legal reasons, because you're paid your euro, because it was run in Europe, uh, for an ice cream, inside was a coupon for you to buy another genuine ice cream, along with your 3,000 pound scooter. So that's an instant win. Uh, but one of them, another way, would be scratch cards. Now, you're all familiar with the principle of scratch cards. So I've quickly mocked up one. Uh, basically, a scratch card, and then you scratch it off, which for the purpose of this would be I put it off, and I won. Hooray! The challenge really is, is if you actually have a limited budget, you're not going to give away that many. So most people will actually see win-lose. Um, uh, they will get the losing one. You may have 10 prizes. There will only be 10 winners, and that's it. Only 10 lucky people. So actually, people get annoyed, and they get frustrated at the promoter because all that they ever win will be a lose. So a little hint, hint and tip is think about doing another way. Do it this way, with a three-by-three three grid. Every card is the potential winner. You have to find three identical symbols. And then if you find the three identical symbols, you're the winner. Now, the psychology has changed. With the last example, it was predetermined. The promoter had already decided that it was a lose card. Here, every card is that potential winner. So the person who's actually going to be doing the losing is me, the consumer. So the psychology is reversed. I can't be angry at you, the promoter. I can only be angry at myself because... Yes. Oh, I'm on a chance. If I find, oh, I've got another one. Yes. Yes. Oh, it's all down to me. Oh, I blew it. If only I had done that one, then I would have been a winner. Now, there are certain risks obviously associated with that because you're making every card of thousands of potential winner. But we can take that to the insurers for a fixed fee. They can cover it. And before you know it, you've got a promotion that's offering everyone a huge prize for a limited resource. Okay, um, the other question is prizes. Uh, I'll come on to uh, some good questions that are coming through now. Um, but do think carefully about your prizes. Don't just look in the, in the back cupboard of your promotional merchandise and shove in a couple of T-shirts and think people will be attracted to that. 
All right, it has to be relevant for the target audience. Uh, and up until uh, last year, holidays were the number one, uh, followed by cars and cash. Uh, I think holidays will be taking uh, a bit of a back, back seat uh, for the next six months or so. Um, cash is the number one. Uh, gift cards uh, are also a popular one. Uh, branded merchandise, less so. Uh, but iPads, um, tech gear does tend to be popular with, the, with the, the majority of audiences. The last point I want to make is about how you structure your prizes. Let's say you have a budget of uh, of £5,000. Do you give away one prize of £5,000? Or do you give away a 1,000 prizes of £5,000? Which will generate the best consumer response? Actually, it's somewhere in the middle. £5 is too meaningless. It's not worth my effort uh, to enter. So I won't bother, even though I know there are 1,000 prizes. If there's only one prize of 5,000, that's a big amount. But hey, I'm not lucky. I'm not, I'm not going to be the one. So it's best to go somewhere in the middle. So we'd probably say uh, either 10 prizes of 500 or probably better, 50 prizes of 100. 100 pounds is a good sum of money to just have a windfall. And don't forget, in the UK, all prizes are tax-free. You don't have to declare them. Um, so go for that middle ground. You need a, a significant number of prizes uh, uh, of a significant value. Okay, um, enough for me. Uh, now I'm going to have a look at some of the questions. So Natalie from Facebook Messenger. In marketing, do you believe the best and only way to measure success is through looking at numbers? Interaction impressions? No, absolutely not. Uh, certainly on social media, I think numbers are a complete load of twaddle. Um, I remember uh, talking to brand managers. Oh, my target is I've got to get to 50,000 uh, followers this month. Uh, and they would achieve 50,000 followers. You'd ask them the next month what their impact on sales was. Nothing. No impact at all. Um, if you've got a pen and paper, write down uh, AIDA in a vertical line. It's not, a, uh, just, it's not just an opera by Verdi, AIDA. Uh, it stands for A is uh, for attention. I is for interest, D is for decision, and A is for action. And a lot of advertising and a lot of social media is all just about the A, the first A, which is getting people aware of you, uh, awareness. Um, and then you need to interest them. And that's partly can be done by social media. But the decision and the action is very rarely done by social media or mainstream advertising. It's done at point of sale. It's done by sales promotion, it's done by more, more direct techniques. Um, and no, I don't believe that uh, just looking at numbers uh, is the way forward for marketing. Um, there is a science to marketing, uh, but science also needs to involve consumer and buyer behavior. Okay, uh, Shu on Facebook Messenger. Is competition marketing of any help for B2B businesses? It would be great if you share some examples or tips. Uh, I run a B2B business and want to engage with my vendors and other partners and get new clients that's a wonderful question the reason being is look if you're andrex you sell toilet paper to consumers right strange thing is you and i we also use toilet paper all right we are consumers as well as being business people all right and the psyche of wanting to win is the same when whether we're in our consumer mode or whether we're in our business mode and so the answer is absolutely yes b2b competitions and prize activities are good we ran one uh, before Christmas to our several thousand consumer database. 
we actually ran it via, and I've got to be careful here because she's going to chime in, via Alexa, um, uh, where it was actually to use your voice as a means of entry. Um, and uh, that seemed to work well. That was, uh, we think, the UK's first use uh, of using uh, voice uh, and Alexa as a means to enter. Uh, so the absolute um, uh, answer is yes, you can use B2B. You do need to be careful, though, of bribery. The UK Bribery Act can uh, uh, in, be invoked if you're deemed to be uh, doing something that is a little bit on the edge. So if you offer a buyer a holiday to, uh, holiday is a bad example, a car, uh, um, uh, if they buy Xboxes or your services, um, unless you've got the um, written approval of a director that could be deemed to be bribery uh, because they're making a decision to buy you that is based on other factors than uh, than the quality of your product. It's like, oh, I could win a car. Um, and that's dangerous. Uh, Rosalind has a great one. She runs a co confectionery shop. Uh, tell me where. And specializes in homemade chocolates. She wants to do an Instagram giveaway to promote my business. Uh, can you share some best practices around it? Okay, Instagram. Uh, is notorious for running rogue and naughty prize promotions. Um, and uh, the influencers are some of the worst ones. Uh, Molly May, uh, she ran one and she got caught out by the Advertising Standards Authority at the end of last year. Um, she uh, offered this wonderful bundle of goodies. Uh, there were no terms and conditions. There was no closing date. There was no explanation about the, what the prize was, no explanation about eligibility. Uh, could a 12-year-old enter? Uh, could a French person enter, somebody from South Africa enter? Um, there were no rules, no con conditions. So number one for you, Rosalind, is that you need to have a set of terms and conditions, and they should be available at the time of entry. So at least the summary terms should be in your, in your post. Uh, and then further ones could be elsewhere, refer to them on your website. Uh, number two is uh, make sure that you're clear about what your prizes are. Uh, and the closing dates and the details, and that you run the activity fairly. Uh, it can be very difficult sometimes on Instagram to extract data. Once you get over a certain time, after two weeks, uh, you can uh, data can disappear from your screens. Uh, once you get over a certain number, uh, you may not be able to extract data. So you have to consider the data extraction at the beginning. What you cannot do is just go, oh, I'll have them off the screen because you don't know how what the universe was. Uh, okay, um, Sadipta, you want some tips on building urgency to push participation into in competitions. Uh, well, first of all, let's broaden competitions out to prize promotions because most of you will probably end up doing prize draws rather than the skill-based activities that are competitions. Uh, well, number one is get, get your technique right. Um, if you're seeking loyalty, for your product, repeat purchases, there's not much point in doing a simple prize draw where anyone can enter. That is not gonna build purchases, that's not gonna build the frequency. You adjust accordingly. If you're after trial, uh, if you're a new, new product or you're aiming at a new audience, then a prize draw will be a mechanic that will work. So absolutely pick the right mechanic. Uh, then you've gotta have things that will appeal uh, in terms of prizes. Uh, what are prizes will appeal? And then pushing. Yeah, too many people stick it out on social on, on a Facebook post and then leave it. If you're going to spend £5,000 on prizes, you might as well spend a couple of thousand pounds on paid-for pushes. Um, one of the best ways to do that is if you can profile who your current customer base is, then you can identify their Facebook profile as well, even if it's only 100 or so, 
then Facebook have a tool where you can find lookalikes. They will profile your customers and say, oh, they are this type of person with this type of feature and this type of likes. If you wish us, we can find you 5,000 of those based on those likes that we think will be a target for you. And then you can push your message out to them. And hopefully you stand better odds than normal that it will be of appeal to them. So I think my, my key answer is, yes, you have to be prepared to push participation. Uh, and one of that is through your staff. Um, most of your staff will have a LinkedIn profile. Most of your staff will have a Facebook profile. Um, you're allowed to get them to push it out as well. Um, and uh, that might take it to different and better audiences. Uh, Zakir, can you share some do's and don'ts when you're coming up with the terms and conditions for a, well, competition? You're all still doing it for a prize promotion. Okay, yes, there are. If you go actually on our website, promoveritas.com, um, there will be uh, more hints and tips. Uh, but number one is decide who is eligible to enter. Okay, you can't really go and say women uh, of a certain uh, ethnicity, age 17. Um, that's a bit discriminatory. But for legal reasons, you are allowed to say over the age of 18, maybe 16 in certain cases because of data protection issues, um, or underage, but only with parental consent. You're allowed to speak about geography. So uh, you're allowed to talk about England or Great Britain. Um, if your prize is a sofa, be careful because the winner might come from the Shetland Islands. So you might wish to restrict it to mainland um, and that re will reduce your, your distribution costs. Although those on the Shetlands and the Channel Islands might not like it. Um, so you've worked out who is eligible. You must define what they have to do. And the most simple um, mechanic, the most simple entry route is the best. Uh, anytime you start to see, uh, I have to share three times, I have to submit a comment, I have to um, stand on my head and wear purple, uh, you're not going to get the level of traction that you want. Uh, you need closing dates, you need entry requirements, uh, sorry, purchase requirements. Sometimes uh, you might wish to see a, a till receipt uh, as a proof that they bought it. That's perfectly allowed. And then when and how will the winners be selected? If it's a prize draw, state that they will be conducted under independent supervision and make sure that's done. You have to build trust in the consumer. If it's a judging, then you need independent judges and you need to state out front in the terms what the criteria. Is the photo to be witty, humorous, apt, original, on brand? Um, those are some of the key things. Oh, and uh, data protection. Uh, what are you going to do with the data? Will it be doing, uh, will it be used for further purposes? All right, Lena. Hello, Lena. Uh, what have you learned about running a business uh, that you wish you knew from the beginning? Uh, I think number one is stay focused. Uh, I have been asked by clients to do many things. Um, all decent. Uh, and you have to learn to pick uh, the ones that are, are a good fit for you. So I started off just doing prize draws. And then it was, can you do competitions? And then somebody said, oh, we like doing it in the UK. Can you help me run something in, in France? And I went, yes. Ah, what do I do? And then I found a lawyer in France. And now we have lawyers in 76 countries uh, and a legal network that, that's unparalleled. Um, uh, so I do listen to what the clients want, but there are many situations where I've turned them down. So you've heard of Saatchi and Saatchi. You've probably heard of Publicist and, and J. Walter Thompson. There was a major, major creative ad agency. Some of my clients were pushing me into a direction of, well, we love what you do, Jeremy, for us at the back end, 
Can you do the front end? Can you do all the creative? Uh, can you come up with the headlines and the ideas? And that's not what I wanted to do because those other agencies are better at them. They're the ones that employ the guys in the T-shirts and the sandals. And I just couldn't handle that. Um, so I'm sticking to my knitting. I'm stayed, I've stayed focused. Um, occasionally I've been distracted and I suppose that's what I wish I had remembered uh, and stuck to. Um, the other thing is, um, there are highs and lows in, in any business, uh, and most of us will probably be on a low. Um, as it happens, whilst our turnover is down, I've actually recruited um, uh, 12 people in the last four months uh, and grown our team in anticipation of, of, uh, of uh, a return to normality. Being a very specialist business, I can't go and recruit somebody with the right skills because no one does what we do. We're pretty unique in the UK, um, and therefore I have to train people. So I have a longer lead time than normal. Um, so it's normally about four months. People are starting to kick in now. Uh, what tips, uh, says Pippa uh, on Instagram, uh, would I give a person who marketing is marketing or promoting a startup business on ways to be successful? I don't have a big budget. Right. Uh, one area I haven't covered would be partnerships. <clears throat> you may be small, but if you're good, uh, then you can do amazing things. Um, now, I'm not sure that marketing necessarily runs in, in, my, in, in the genes, uh, but I have two daughters, um, and they set up a business two years ago selling metal lockers. Um, it's called mustardmade.com. Uh, they had no budget. They just had a passion for metal lockers that one of them had uh, for, the, for a number of years. Uh, and they went on Instagram. They went on social media. Uh, they did it all um, with no budget and no real help from me. Uh, they have 60,000 followers, and they now have, seriously, a multi-million pound business uh, that's on sale in uh, Urban Outfitters, in Conran, uh, in uh, Oliver Bonus, uh, and hundreds of shops, both here and in Europe. Uh, and that's in the last two and a half years. Uh, and they had no budget. Uh, what they had was they had a story. Uh, and that story was about them. Um, so I do think that you need to understand what your uh, USP is, your unique selling proposition is. If it's good, and then you can communicate it even without a budget, that will resonate. But also think about partnerships. Who can you piggyback on the back of where, where it would be relevant? Um, so when I worked at BT, I put my BT phones on the back of cornflake packets with Kellogg's. And if you bought three packets, you got a discount. Now, cornflake packets are huge sellers. They're more widely read on the breakfast table than any single newspaper. Uh, then and certainly 25 years ago when I did it. Uh, and so we got that visibility. How can you leverage the power of, of, of a partner uh, to, to, to make your marketing bigger? Okay, uh, I would like to now uh, start to ask a question. Um, have you run a prize promotion in the last year? That was what we asked. And 100% of you said no. Uh, well, I'd like to think that maybe um, after this, uh, if we were to ask the question again in a few months time, uh, how many of you uh, hand run a promotion? It might be a little bit better. Um, hopefully, you can actually uh, consider doing um, some of those prize promotions. Uh, they are technically not that 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 hard. Um, people like us can set them up in literally minutes, uh, online, social media, or whatever. Um, they're fairly straightforward. So I hope I've inspired you, um, and thank you all for tuning in. If you do have any questions uh, for myself, then by all means send me an email on jeremy.stern at promoveritas.com. Uh, tomorrow on Ask the Expert, we have Aaron Patrick. 
he is a UK Intuit QuickBooks certified trainer and he's head of accounts at Perfix. He has a great YouTube channel, which strange enough is called Aaron Patrick and the QuickBooks chap. Uh, and he can give you a quick tour into the world of QuickBooks online. So tune in tomorrow to learn all about making tax digital. So don't forget finally to join the official Intuit Cooked QuickBooks SMB group on Facebook and also the Mindful Tax Kit. You can find the link in the comments. And March the 3rd is QuickBooks Connect event as well. So thank you very much. I really enjoyed answering your questions this morning. Have a great day.